0: Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution Podcast. I'm Lucy Gernon, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution Podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you're a corporate female leader or manager who is ready to step into her superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place. Because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump in to today's episode. Hi there, welcome back. I'm all refreshed after my holidays, feeling really, really good. We were in Malta and it was just fabulous. So it's back to the grind now. I hope you have some holidays booked for yourself and that you're really able to switch off. And today I'm going to be talking specifically to my fellow perfectionists and high achieving women. Can I get an amen if you are one of those? It's hard being us, right? Do you have high standards for yourself or your team or your people around you? Do you love to get things right when you don't, then you find yourself beating yourself up? You're not alone, okay? I was a perfectionist for years. So much so, I actually ended up in therapy to deal with it. Now, perfectionism, I thought was a good thing, but actually it's not. And that's what I'm going to explain to you today. Perfectionism shows up in different ways for different people. So you may be a perfectionist in your home but not have the same standards in work or vice versa or you may need to portray an image of yourself dressing immaculately and feeling stressed in yourself if something doesn't look just right. I remember a girl I worked with would spend hours poring over a single document, wordsmithing and formatting until it was just perfect in her eyes. And then after it was reviewed, there would be suggestions for improvement or, you know, small rewording. And she would take it so personally. So that is a classic example of workplace perfectionism. And it's not always a good thing. And I'll explain to you in a little bit why. Today, you will learn the difference between a perfectionist and a high achiever. Why perfectionism is not always a good thing five signs of perfectionism, and what to do if you think you're a perfectionist. And then I'm going to give you my own little personal message based on my experience as a reformed perfectionist. So the first thing I'll jump into then is really what is the difference between a perfectionist and a high achiever. So don't get me wrong, okay? I love to achieve, but there's a difference between liking to achieve and being okay when you don't and then linking your self-worth and sense of self to your achievements. So there really is a big difference between perfectionism and liking to achieve. If you value excellence, you can be happy about your achievements and learn from your mistakes, which is where I'm at right now. But perfectionism is different in in that it can be less forgiving, and perfectionists beat themselves up for anything that appears to be lacking, which really robs them of the satisfaction and pride that comes from all things they do so well. I remember I had a team member who was a serious perfectionist and she was amazing at her job, like so, so good. But if there was anything slightly wrong, like she would beat herself up and she never really owned her achievements and she never really felt like what she did was enough, even though to me she was a top performer, right? So one of the most significant problems that perfectionists face is the fear that if they stop striving for perfection, that they'll become low achievers and they won't achieve. But actually, what I've learned is that by letting go of perfectionist attitudes, it can actually help you to excel more. So I'm going to tell you a little story about me and my perfectionism that I'm hoping some of you can relate to. So for years and years, I always, I felt like I needed to be in control of everything when it came to my work, when it came to my home in particular. And I had small children at the time Well, I had, I have three kids now, my eldest is 14, so he would have been very young. And I hated when there was toys on the floor. If anyone was coming, I would be running around trying to make the house look as if nobody lived in it. And it was all a bit stressful and living with me wouldn't have been easy, I can see now. And then in work, I had really high standards for myself. So it was a good thing in a sense that things were always right and I I did well in my job. But I put myself under so much pressure and I probably spent way too long on things that really weren't adding value because they weren't up to my standards. And it got to a point in my 30s, my early 30s, when everything just became too much. And I was pregnant on my third child. And I was managing a large team. We were really busy, and I literally had a breakdown, more or less. And I it was all of this kind of pressure. I was going, how am I going to maintain this perfect image of Lucy Garden workplace work Lucy and mother who has everything under control and somebody who always looks, you know, dressed well? How am I going to maintain this perfect image of myself to the world? And I couldn't cope. I couldn't cope with the thought of having a third child because I knew it would put me under pressure. So I ended up going for therapy. I went for cognitive behavioral therapy. And my therapist at the time, I was asking her, I was like, please just help me. I, I can't. I feel so anxious all the time. And she did a little kind of diagnostic on me. And she said, I know exactly what it is. And I said, OK, tell me, tell me. And she's like, you're a perfectionist. And I was like, yeah. And of course, I mean, I'm proud to be a perfectionist. And she explained to me why it's not a good thing. So through doing CBT with her and through working on social experiments and things, which is some of the work I do with some of my clients in this area too, is I was able to change everything, everything. And about three or four years ago, it was just the final little push I needed to remove my perfectionist ways so I could actually excel more. I bought this laundry room sign um, for my utility room. We've got a glass door. I'll put a photograph on the show notes actually at LucyGarden.com so you can see what i what I mean. And I got this t- sign, it says something like Laundry Room, um always open, help needed. It's kind of like a vintage looking sign and I love it. And i waited, I bought it on I think it was AliExpress or somewhere from China because I couldn't find anything I liked and I waited like six weeks for this to come and I put it up and I measured it unfortunately I measured like from the bottom up and I didn't measure the two sides I was doing it by eye so it was completely straight but it wasn't centered so it was off center by about an inch which for me like would give me complete anxiety and I kept looking at the sign I was going what am I going to do with this I've waited five or six weeks for this I love it like what will I do? So, I took a photograph and I put it up on my Instagram stories. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, actually pop over there. Lucy Garnon is my handle, L U C Y G E R N O N. I share lots of stuff behind the scenes. And anyway, I put up this photograph of the laundry room sign and I asked people, I said, it's off center. What will I do? Will I take it down and buy a new one or would you just leave it? And it was like 87% of people said, take it down. Oh my, I got so many messages. Do not leave that sign. It's, it's not right. Take it down, take it down. And I had explained to a friend of mine who follows me on Instagram about my perfectionist ways and how I had, you know, really worked to stop it. And she sent me a message and she said, or you could leave it and it could be a reminder that everything doesn't have to be perfect. Now that just gives me chills. So do you know what I did? I've left the sign. And every day I'm in my kitchen, I look at that off-centered laundry room sign and it reminds me that everything isn't perfect. And you know what? Nothing happens. Nothing's happened to me. I'm completely safe. I'm doing really well in my business. And a crooked laundry room sign is not going to take that away from me. So I just wanted to kind of share that story with you because for you, Sometimes if you have really high levels of perfection, it's just about letting things not be perfect and then just seeing what happens. So now I'm gonna move on to why perfectionism is not a good thing, okay? So I was brought up in a home with really high standards and I adapted a perfectionist mindset very early on and I didn't know any other way. Now, my mom and dad were amazing, but my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She liked the house really kept nicely as most mothers do And I decided that I was going to, you know, keep everything perfect too. And then when I moved on into my work world and my, you know, my academic world, I went on to do a master's degree. I really linked my self-worth to my perfect achievements. And I rarely saw the progress if I wasn't making, you know, if I was making, if I wasn't hitting those big goals. And I still have to really watch it, by the way, in my own business. I have to be aware that this perfectionist tendency is within me. But now I consciously allow myself to make mistakes. So sometimes I'll put up a social media post and there'll be a typo. And you know what? I leave it. And some people may think that's unprofessional, but for me, it actually signifies so much more. It's that if there's a tiny, teeny, tiny spelling mistake, it doesn't mean that you have to take it down and redo all the work that you've already done, right? If it's already out there in the world, nothing is going to happen if you've got the occasional spelling mistake. Now I pride myself on excellence and professionalism so it's really you know rare that I would do that but I'm just giving that as an example that sometimes you've got to allow yourself to make mistakes and be okay with things not being perfect. Perfectionists actually achieve less than those with healthier attitudes because their focus on perfectionism robs them of motivation and can you know bring on procrastination and other self-sabotaging behaviors. Okay, so it's not a good thing. You're not actually being as productive as you think. And actually there was some, there was, a, I can't remember what study it was, but there was a, a load of CEOs interviewed. I think it was something like 80% of them would rather that they didn't have perfectionists working for them because perfectionists are not as productive, right? So it's all about adding value when you're in business. So you might be wondering now, Hmm. some of this is resonating. Am I a perfectionist? Am I not? So I'm going to give you five signs that you're a perfectionist. So if you're multitasking come back to me and listen. So the first one is you are highly critical of yourself and others. Perfectionists feel anxious a lot of the time and they're more critical of themselves and others than high achievers. High achievers take pride in their accomplishment and tend to be more supportive of others whereas perfectionists tend to spot mistakes and imperfections and that's not really good for building relationships right? They hone in on on imperfections and have trouble seeing anything else. And they're far more judgmental and hard on themselves when a failure does occur. So for you, does that sound like you? Are you hard on yourself? Do you have high levels and high standards for your team and others around you? And just reflect, like, how does that affect your relationships? The second sign you're a perfectionist is you feel pushed by fear. So the difference between a high achiever and a perfectionist is high achievers tend to be pulled towards their goals by a desire to achieve them. They're happy with any steps made in the right direction so moving forward. Whereas perfectionists on the other hand tend to feel pushed towards their goal. They're being pushed by fear of not reaching them and they see anything less than a perfectly met goal as a failure. Which is really sad, right? And that's exactly how I used to be. But I promise you, it doesn't have to be that way. The third sign you're perfectionist is having unrealistic standards or expectations. So unfortunately, a perfectionist's goals aren't always reasonable. High achievers can set their goals high and perhaps enjoying the fun of going a little further once goals are reached. Whereas perfectionists often set their initial goals out of reach. So for example, you might have a project that really should take three months and you decide, no, I'm going to get it done by next week. And you put yourself under all this pressure to deliver and then you don't. And then you feel like a failure. So you're setting yourself up for failure, okay? The fourth sign you're a perfectionist is only focusing on results. So, high achievers can enjoy the process of chasing a goal. And that's where I'm at right now. I love my business. It's such fun, like setting goals and seeing what happens. And, you know, if you're a high achiever, you may enjoy the whole process more than actually reaching the goal itself. However, in contrast, perfectionists see the goal and nothing else. They're so concerned about meeting the goal and avoiding the dreaded failure that they think that's going to happen that they just can't enjoy the process of growing and striving. And then they can feel really depressed and down by unmet goals. And then the fifth sign you're a perfectionist is procrastination. Now, this might actually be counter or counterintuitive, but it can be very true of some perfectionists. Perfectionists worry so much about doing something imperfectly that sometimes they won't do anything at all. So, for example, if you're a perfectionist and you're asked to take on a new task and work that stretches you or puts you out of your comfort zone, you may put it on the long finger or just try get rid of it. Try delegate it. And the fear of failure is real as it really manifests in your body as that fight and flight. So it's it's a real feeling, right? This is it's not an easy thing to be a perfectionist, believe me, I've been there. And you may be disappointed by anything less than perfection and failure becomes a very, very scary prospect. So do you see yourself in any of those five things? Are you a perfectionist? So if you are a perfectionist, I have a personal message for you. So if you're multitasking, please, please listen to me. Okay, I've been where you are. Okay, and I want you to know there is no such thing as perfect. I remember I would run around my house before anybody came trying to make sure it looked perfect and I remember I used to always light my Joe Malone candles because I love my Joe Malone candles and I was talking to my therapist about this, about the stress and pressure I would have put myself under to make sure everything looked perfect and I told her about lighting the candles and she said to me, and what if your friend doesn't like candles? What if your friend doesn't like the smell? I was going, oh my God, I never thought of that. And then I started thinking, oh my God, maybe I could get a different candle. And she was like, Lucy, stop it. She said, everybody has different tastes. Everybody sees things differently. So you you are striving for what you think is perfect. Whereas other people have completely different, um, completely different standards to you. So just be yourself, right? You're safe. You are safe. The world will not end if you don't get something right. And let me tell you, my friend, perfectionists are hard to be around and hard to work with. I know for me, I had really high expectations of my husband and my kids. I would shout sometimes when they'd make a mess. In work, I'd spend time rewriting my team's work for fear it wouldn't be good enough. But I was taking away their autonomy. I avoided things then like cameras and interviews where I had to speak off the cuff. Because I didn't want to be put on the spot and look stupid. I had a reputation to uphold. And I had a serious fear that if I, if I'd say something, it just wasn't right and I I just would look stupid, right? But since I got help many years ago, I have relaxed so much. And that laundry room sign reminds me every day that there's no such thing as perfect. And that when things aren't perfect, you're still safe. You're perfect, just how you are. Life is for learning. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself. You are worthy in spite of your achievements. I'm going to say that again. You are worthy. You are enough. You don't have to do any more than just be you. So just allow yourself to relax and let the real you shine through. So that's it for today's episode. I would love to hear what you thought. If you are a perfectionist, please reach out to me if you want to ask me anything. I'd be more than happy to give you some more offline advice. And I have a quiz actually. It's called What's Your Leadership Style? And one of them is, one of the styles is called Little Miss Perfect. So if you want to take the quiz and figure out what's your leadership style and how it may be holding you back and some strategies that you can use to improve, go to lucygurden.com forward slash quiz and go take the quiz. It only takes two minutes. It's really fun. I think you'll actually enjoy it. But at the end, you will get your customized personality type for your leadership style, and also some very, very actionable quick tips and strategies that you can implement to improve your own performance and your own mental health and your own well-being. So that is it, my friend. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I look forward to being in your earbuds or in your kitchen or in your car again next week. Take care. Bye for now.